Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good evening, welcome to Ron Just the Podcast. Ron Just the Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Sean was moaning about not recording, 30. so I just started recording. We've been here for about an hour, and suddenly we've started more recording. Like, more like ten minutes. All right. How is everyone? Bit tip-top. I'm in the studio Fine. with Sean. I'm George, by the way. I'm with John. Good Hi, John. evening, George. Hello, John's back. From France. Uh-huh. From the military burial of John Howard Pritchard. I was there. And... A distant Reece, family member. Reese Jones Hello. is currently on a ban. Are you on a ban? First game next year. Extended Ooh. summer holiday. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? What happened? I fell Tell over. Us, you were red carded. Yeah. The first one was handball, which shouldn't have been. So you got a yellow card for handball. A yellow card for handball. And then. Was it deliberate? Yes. <gasps> but, um, and then the next one, uh, I kind of slipped over. And the man just jumped. And then when the ref looked, he saw me on the floor, him on the floor, and booked me. So, so second. So they, but you, Farnborough won in spite of your single. Oh, we were winning anyway. We were four two up. Yeah. So. What did the local paper, Bad Boy Reese? <laughs> well, what do you get fined now? I don't know. Well, you must know. You haven't got your fine through. So is, that your, no. is that your season over now? Season's over. Where did yeah, you, you still get fined though? Don't you? You finished thirteenth and had another ten point deduction. What was that for? I don't know. <laughs> but I read somewhere you left Farnborough. Did you go back again? Yes. So they stopped paying you wages, and then yeah. you went back again. And then they went back when they had because the they found some more money in the piggy bank. Or something. See, see, Excellent. see. Well, well not about me anyway. Bad boy, we John Terry sort of Suarez. You're own Suarez, aren't you? Without the biting, that's just a complete. You're jump. nothing like Suarez. Without the biting, got similar teeth. <laughs> and the Uruguayan accent. Let's <coughs> talk about West Ham. Yeah, let's. let's, let's. <laughs> uh, we played Man City on Saturday, early kickoff, 12.45 p.m. We did. Who watched? Moi. Did you watch? I did. John, did you watch? I watched it, yeah. Reese, did you see any No, again? I was playing. Uh, we lost two. Yeah. Game of two halves. Game of two halves. Uh, I thought we played all right. I think we were quite unlucky, to be honest. I agree. Do you know how much their squad costs? Their players on no, the pitch No, I don't. Costs? You obviously do. You 192 million. Do you know how many hours cost on the pitch? No, but how many? How many 25 hours million. 23 million. Oh, it's well close. Well close. So, there you go. If it's all about money, we were out. Money. I, I thought we had our own. I thought we did yeah, all right. Yeah, we did. 
not an embarrassment at all. No, absolutely. And we had a good opportunities. We could have nicked it. As Sam said, you can't blame him for Yaya Torres' goal. It's just a moment of brilliance from him. Yeah, we all the first. I think yeah, there was a penalty there in there somewhere. I think there was one of them was definitely a handball. Mm. So we'll talk about the first goal because they passed it about six times, didn't they? Before yeah, getting there. it just went so quickly, didn't it? It just went bing, 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 goal. Bing, bing, so bing, bing, did it? Bing, like bing, that. bing. Yeah. It was like a pinball. Was it? Yeah. That's oh. not... I, I said no one could have done anything about it. Someone on Twitter said Vaz Tay could have done, watched the replay. But do you see that? Vaz Tay could have watched the replay. <laughs> Vaz Tay was at <laughs> fault for the first goal someone said on Twitter, but I, no. I didn't see that. He was very lazy again. Yeah, we agree. He's, that's the sort of player he is. Yeah. So, you know, I thought it was a not... A heart of, I thought it was a decent performance all round. And mm. 2-1 at, at the home of the champions, as they still were. Yeah, what were they singing no on weren't. TV? They weren't. Yeah. No, I suppose they weren't. That's what they were singing. The West Ham fans were singing... You're not anymore. Yeah. Something like that. Something. You're not anymore. Nicely sung. You're not champions. You're not anymore. That was <laughs> it was something like that, wasn't something it? Something like that. It probably had those something words like in. that, yeah. It had champions in, not anymore. Uh, Possession-wise, 39% to West Ham, 61 to Man City. There's a theme here. Have a look at our last six games. We've been I've hovering around the 40% possession. I thought most of the second half we dominated them, to be honest. Yeah, it's a BBC stat. So Domination. Uh, Domination. That's another podcast. Nine shots, six on target for West Ham. And City had 16, 10 on target. Yeah. So they had Not more bad. shots than us. But we weren't outplayed. Long balls, City 36, West Ham United 41. Oh, so we're finally outdone yeah. on the long ball. Yeah. But, Short you know, point my point is, and I continue to make it, Manchester City still play 36 long balls. So, you know, long yeah. ball's part of the beautiful game. Most long balls, City had six with Vincent Company, and West Ham had Gary O'Neill with 11. Gary O'Neill, your Gary friend. O'Neill. Championship player at best. Yeah, it's a bit harsh. As is Vaz. It's a bit harsh all round. Really? Yeah. Gary, mm. I, think Gary, I think Gary O'Neill does a job. Mm. Vaz Tay, I think, just blows hot and cold. Well, let's talk about... We haven't got player ratings tonight. Let's talk about some of the, the game, particularly the second half, and with the culmination of the consolation goal of Andy Carroll. Culmination of the consolation. The consolation goal. Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll. I don't believe we'll be anywhere near our team next year. He's so kind of peaking. Six in nine. In the wrong place. He he takes a good shot. Everyone's saying it's a gaff by uh, <laughs> a Joe Hart. analysis there. Goes in between <laughs> Joe Hart's legs. Yeah, he, he was injured. Joe, as Hart's, well, wasn't he? Joe Hart's mistake. Or just a good, hard it's a shot. It's a good shot, but from it's a mistake. Carol. Good shot, but Joe, it was straight out Hart, and Hart was, was just right so strong. It. Just no. Joe Hart couldn't hang on to it. I think he'd just done his hip or his back or something, hadn't he? So just out his back. Bend yeah. down. But, you know, it's a nice get a consolation goal. Mm. Like I say, I can't see him being anywhere but near. But the second goal was class as well. There's nothing we could have done on the second goal either. So. I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. think, I, I think teams just give Torre a lot of time. Yeah. If there's no one near him, don't get me wrong, he still puts it in the top corner on his weak foot, but you've got to get into him. But I think um, he's 200 Jeskalainen was had another good game. He saved us a few times. Mm. They hit the post in the first half, and uh, 
he made a few fingertip saves. They had, to they had the luck, didn't they? They had the lucky bounces going their way. We never, we never anything. got anything. No. Yeah. So we I haven't got player rating. I tweeted during uh, during the game. There's one battle that I wouldn't like to be caught in the middle of, and that was Modi Army versus Yaya Torre. <laughs> yeah, that's some fun. So what, what do we think about <laughs> defence? How did our defence? Obviously, we we let in two goals, but oh, I just think overall we were we were decent. You know, I midfield we were pretty solid in defence. To be honest, yeah, I think we looked all right. Yeah, second half, I just thought we you know, overall. First half, we weren't too bad. We, we didn't, didn't expect much, to win it, but they, it, wasn't, we? it wasn't. It wasn't important to us. Mm. Are we mathematically safe? No, we're not. No, we're not mathematically We need still safe. one more point. Yeah, if, or we, if we win on Saturday, we're How about we're, we're the safe. game tonight? So between, does that make a difference? Actually, I think if Sunderland win, we're mathematically safe. Ah. I think if Sunderland, Sunderland win, it's going to make yeah, it really tight. Yeah, they're going 40, not they? Yeah, Villa and that. Paolo <laughs> Di Canio. Yeah. Anything to say about the game? Before we go to Sam and then our fan of the week, George. I know. I think I've said it all. I think we're unlucky. Reese, it's a good performance. John, 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 I John, John. Enjoyed the performance. I was disappointed with the result. Let's hear what Sam Allardyce had to say. Do you want to say it, John? Yeah, let's hear what the gaffer had to say. <laughs> so I think that um, we at least played more to our potential in the second half than than, than I. Um, I wanted. I think that uh, first half we showed a little bit too much respect to Man City and allowed them just to dominate possession. Uh, but second half, at least when we started passing the ball properly, we put them under a little bit of pressure, of course. So in that period, of course, when you get a chance or a half chance, you've got to take it. Been our problem all season, didn't take it. Changed the system to, to just uh, try and assert that little bit more pressure on them going towards the end of the game. And then, yeah, yeah, Tori pulls out the screen, man. But just before that, we probably created, you know, a good chance, but it fell to James Collins on his left foot. And uh, had we at the target at that time, or somebody at the target, or James at the target, I think Joe, Joe was on the floor, stranded then. But uh, yeah, second half performance, uh, you know, cheered me up a little bit more. And uh, unfortunately, in the end, when we did score, it was obviously too late. Well, there's nothing. There's nothing major he hasn't given in terms of what what uh, what's gone on. I've had a look at what might have been the possible handballs uh, situations. They're not penalties. Um, I've already had a look at them. But in terms of our players getting booked, and you know, Andy Carroll got booked for for playing the ball on the tackle. You know what I mean? Um, James Milner didn't get booked for kicking the ball away. Um, so that was a little frustrating, but overall he hasn't made, I don't think, any major decisions wrong. Thanks, lads. What's your chances with Andy Carroll? We'll find out at the end of the season. We'd like to. We've got a lot to do, obviously, between us, Liverpool and Andy, but we'd like to. Scored again, any? Six in nine. Thanks, lads. Bye, Sam. Yeah, thanks, Gaffer. Hmm. Bye. You're right, Sean. Yeah, I'm fine. It's got a bit of a frog in my throat. Uh, so that's what Sam had to say. Would you agree with what he had to say, Sean? I don't know. Did you listen to it? Not yet. No, no. I did. Yeah, no. He's 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 talking <laughs> about. That's why, that's why I asked you. <laughs> we uh, we had our chances. <laughs> Talks about when Joe Hart was on the floor, and you know we we could have got maybe. He says the referee had an okay game, but he shouldn't have booked Andy Carroll because he didn't book it the person the other end. And then he's asked about Andy Carroll at the end. And he's saying, as normal, let's wait to the end of the season, see it, see how it pans out, which is, no, he's going, as John said. 
I don't think we are. I, don't think I just don't think we can afford him, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I was just saying. I yeah. think if we could, if, if we could pay his wages, then uh, I think he wouldn't mind staying, to be I, honest. I, tried I to think buy he's enjoying his football. You know his the football? Uh, 25th of February game that we went, the Bobby Moore one, all those shirts were up for the Bobby Moore fund on eBay. Yeah. Uh, and I tried to buy several shirts, including uh, Guy de Mel. And uh, I was like, <laughs> bid and Why did you can't say him? it like he that. Was, he was he was the cheapest. <laughs> <laughs> I was the winning bid for about two hundred pounds for a long time, and then I got outbid at the end, two thirty. But some of them, cheapskate, even Pogatets, three hundred and something. And um, what's his name? Uh, well, Wellington Pelista. You'd say went for like five hundred quid or something. Who was never going to play according to you because he's not. Sam signing. That was me. Did I say that? Yeah, I didn't say that. Oh, Did you that see the... Uh, while we're on players, and just a quick one, <coughs> uh, there's a David Gold interview today to say that we're paying the full amount for Jarvis because all the add-ons and everything else has been uh, satisfied. What, 15 mil? <laughs> <laughs> Is it up to 15 million now? 17, I am. Unbelievable. Yeah. We could go Let's back to go League back one. to 10.75, shall we? Oh, Okay. So it, what was that? Sorry, he's, he's, all the adults, add-ons have been paid. They're, they're now been all <laughs> us yeah, staying up yeah, and everything yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to pay the full amount. David <laughs> said for oh, Jarvis. So uh, then they agreed to pay it. So yeah, absolutely. And like you say, John, maybe he can. Uh, oh, I don't buy that. No, yeah, I mean, no, he's been decent. Ronnie Stam is. He wouldn't get sent off for a handball and a and a slip. Uh, he, he's 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 been decent the last couple of games and he has. He let's has. hope he carries on that form. Yeah, what's ten million between friends? <laughs> well, ten million. How about one thing I want to ask before we move on? Go on then, Sean. Joe Why Cole. don't you ask? Joe Cole. Joe Cole. Has he been worth the money? We all raved about. How Joe much Cole money has he been? He's thirty grand a week. Right. That's fine. No. Has he paid for his way? Because not yeah. in my view. He's I don't bought. Think he he's, he's, he's scored a couple of important goals. Mm. He's just given a boost. Yeah, yeah, he's he gave a boost at a good time. <laughs> yeah, he gave us a good boost. Waste of a space. And uh, he's not finished, is he? Hasn't he got another year in his contract? Oh, he's he's, mm. he's like sick now. Yeah, but, but he, he has to have a special training program. Sleep alone, Sean. What's he ever done oh, to you? Let's move on to Carlton Cole then. Yeah, he's friend. going, isn't he? He's going MLS. Carlton Cole, uh, Cole. Cole. In the Sun, they oh. said that he'd been offered... Uh, 30 grand he had to decide by the end of the season and Sam came out and said no we haven't done anything we offered him something last season and then his agents came out and then said no there's no deal on the table so he'll be going MLS what side is it again fine I don't know I don't don't know what side it is white rhinos white rhinos yeah white caps Vancouver Vancouver wildcats white caps I think (laughs) I saw it He's going to play with Rhea Coca, Nigel. Rhea Coca. Yeah, maybe. Should we talk to our family? If Emil Heskey can make it out there, then... Heskey's in Australia. Australia. Yeah, but that was a joke. Yeah, (laughs) 18. God, just keep going. (laughs) (laughs) America, Reese made a mistake. Same same thing. We're a little bit lacklustre today. Are we going to sit here and dissect the team and who's staying and who's going, or is that for a later episode? We're just killing some time. I think there's there's a good question coming up from one of our listeners who's putting in a question on Facebook. I think that all sparks some debate between us. No, we're going to we're going to go to the final week first, and then we'll do that. So Sean earlier on caught up with Jim. What's his last name? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Producer Jim. 
Joey. Uh, he's a producer on the XFM breakfast show in Tuesday. Manchester. I did it right on the uh, interview. I, I, I doubt that very much. Son. He did. You listen. Uh, and here's our fan of the week. Funny enough, he's actually based in Manchester and we just played City. Um, yeah. Here he and is. And he's a person. This is so what he had to say. Isn't that strange, Ruth? And we welcome to more than just a podcast. He's our fan of the week. It's Jim Salison, also known as Producer Jim, <laughs> on XFM in Manchester. Is that right? That isn't well done on pronouncing the surname. That usually keeps <laughs> most people up. <laughs> oh, if you, if you heard my podcast, you would uh, definitely know that I get most names wrong. So I think that was a bit of a clue. <laughs> so uh, you don't sound very Mancunian to me, and I assume you don't travel up from uh, London each day to uh, work at XFM. What's a, a West Ham supporter doing in Manchester? Well, I, I've been I'm a bit of a sort of nomad, actually. I'm originally from down south, and I've spent time in Leicester and uh, been in Manchester for sort of seven, eight odd, odd years now. And uh, it's nothing more exciting than work, I'm afraid, that brought me to Manchester. It's uh, working in, in the media. You're, you're a bit limited on options of where you, where you have to go. And uh, Manchester is just a, a great city. If anyone who's a West Ham fan in London ever needs to move out, then I can recommend Manchester as somewhere to go. Absolutely. So let's talk about, I understand you went to the game, being it's a local derby for you <laughs> on, on Saturday. So talk us through it. Where were you, were you sitting with the West Ham fans or the, or the Man City fans or neutral? Well, actually, in, in, in a professional capacity, I, I do quite a lot of um, work with, um, with City. We do a lot of the, the pre-match entertainment in the sort of City fan zone they have just outside the ground. So as, as ashamed as I am to say, I've been to considerably more City games this season than I have West Ham games. Um, so w- I was sort of up in, up in pretty much on the on the halfway line with the uh, with the City fans, and it was interesting to hear their reactions to the game and how they thought West Ham were playing and how they thought City were coping with the West Ham threat as well. Yeah, so let's let's talk about the game. Um, your thoughts on on Sam's setup and the game itself. Obviously, a game with two halves. Yeah, completely. Never, never more is that uh, is is that true than it was on on Saturday. The uh, I think the first half, you, City were completely dominant. I thought the some of the passing was was a bit like the almost almost like the Arsenal trying to pass it into the net, just never actually quite having the teeth to finish. But but certainly keeping the ball and making the chances. Whereas the second half, I think it was a complete it was a complete turnaround, wasn't it? And uh, and we yeah. just we just kept the ball well and we attacked well and it, if we just had a little bit I mean you look you look at the stats from the game and I think uh, I think City had something like 16 shots to our six or something along those lines but the uh, but you you couldn't help thinking that if maybe we had a, a a bit more teeth up front we could have finished off and maybe got a point out of that. Yeah, I mean the stats have been this for a long time for the last sort of five or six games. You know we've had the minority of the possession. Uh, minority of the shots on target would be taking our chances and uh, I guess the only difference was the class on show on Saturday I, I saw a um, uh, I guess it was something on Twitter that said that the cost of the squad for Man City was like 192 million and our squad cost 23 million so if you look at it in financial terms I guess the result was, was not not surprising really. Well, I was particularly and impressed with, with the second half and what I, I, like I, said, I haven't been to many games this season it's one of the first games I've seen actually in the flesh live was the was the interplay between the players and whenever I've seen us on the, on Sky or on the Match of the Day replays I've, 
I've always thought the, the long ball allegations that have been flying have been unjustified because it, it seems like if you're a Sam Allardyce team, you're going to get called a long ball team. And that, that just didn't seem to happen at the weekend. And I was really impressed with that. And there were just little tiny interplays, little triangles all over the pitch. And the ball was, was nipping around rarely in the air. And it was, it was really pleasant football to watch. Yeah, I know. I, I think uh, we, we've been saying on our podcast that long balls are part of the game, and, and often both Man United, uh, Wigan, and Liverpool played more long balls than us. And we're not saying West Ham are not a long ball team, and anything over thirty yard pass is a, is a long ball. Um, but uh, and of course Rooney's long ball to RVP last week was was one hell of a long ball, uh, which he got in as a volley. So it, it, it's all part of the game now. Mm. Let's talk about Big Sam. Your cup of tea? Were you were you happy when Big Sam got um, appointed as our manager? I think, last I think year? like the majority of fans, I was I was I was a little bit unsure. And again, it's 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 that I just talked about long ball a minute ago. It's that kind of long ball tagging the the ugly football and that the the uh, his heyday in Bolton that you sort of remember and and as and as we know, West Ham with this this almost sort of slightly strange obsession with the West Ham way of football, which Sam was quick to shoot down at the start and say apparently the West Ham way of football was losing or whatever it was he said at the very beginning. So I don't think I don't think it was something that I was relishing when he was appointed, but he won me over. I think the results have spoken for themselves. I mean, he was always going to get us up. And I don't, he hasn't signed a contract yet, has he? So I'm hoping he's going to stay around. I think a bit of stability at the club and... And he's one of those managers who has lots of new ideas in training and in terms of keeping players fit. And I think it's what the club needs at the moment. I think that sort of level of professionalism, yeah. and a, a safe pair of hands to, for for a few seasons to, to to get the club where we believe it should be. Yeah, well, I, I think we're... I, I can't remember. I haven't heard it said, but I assume we're mathematically safe after the weekend now. I believe so, yeah. I think that, well, so, 40 points uh, is supposed to be the magic total, isn't it? Yeah, and we got 42, so um, I got told I think we had to get the 43 or, or another team to, to mark up before we got there. So we will be looking at that before we do the podcast <laughs> this evening. Um, but oh, he said he would sign a new contract, three-year contract, believed to be £3 million a year, some of it uh, performance-related of, of staying in the Premiership. Uh, that would take us right up to the Olympic Stadium. Does, does Sam deserve a three-year contract? Are you happy that... Um, He'd potentially be our manager for three years. And just as a follow-up question, what's your view on, on going to Olympic Stadium in three years as well? Uh, I think contracts in football aren't really worth the paper they're written on. To, to use a cliche, if you, you, you sign, it, it's almost like a show of commitment, I suppose. So a club is saying to a manager, we want you, we believe in what you're doing, here's a three-year contract, or vice versa, a manager committing to a club. But at the end of the day, if the results don't come or if the club isn't happy with the way a manager is performing, then they're out the door. It's, uh, so does he? Does a three-year contract mean he's going to be around for three years? Possibly not. But I think, as I said, the club would benefit from that stability. And you, you know what you're going to get with Sam Allardyce. You know he is going to deliver results. And chances are touch wood not get you relegated as well yeah in terms of the Andy Carroll so moving on to Andy Carroll Andy Carroll got a consolation goal uh I don't know if you've seen it um in in you know on the replay obviously you were there but the uh you know goes through Joe Hart's legs I don't know if you you saw that at the time but quite amusing a lot of them saying it's a mistake by Joe Hart others saying no it was a 
tough shot to deal with and, and you know Andy Carroll did well so question is can we afford him next year he's, he's said to be up to 17 million in transfer fee and, and maybe up to £100,000 a week in wages so it's 5.2 million worth it? Um, well for firstly the goalie I think, I think it was a good uh, a good effort and just I mean, great strength by Carroll to control it and then the hit yeah it was straight at um, Joe Hart, but I mean, it was it was hit with a lot of venom along the ground. It's difficult to stop, and particularly Joe Hart. He's got that hip injury at the moment. A few minutes earlier, I think he struggled with one low down. So, yeah, I think it's a good goal. But um, yeah, in terms of whether he's worth it, 17 million is a lot of money. I mean, 20 million quid they're talking about in terms of money available to Sam Allardyce in yeah. next season. And if you're going to spend 17 million of that on Andy Carroll. It's a difficult choice to make, isn't it? Because you're you're essentially yeah. buying a player that's keeping your squad where it was the previous season. So you, you're not moving on anywhere. And whether he's worth 17 million or whether there's that kind of weird extra money that you pay for English players or not, I don't know. I think there's probably yeah. players that can do the same job for less money, and we shall leave spare. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Funds to improve this. We need a well. meet you or two, don't we? Sorry? We need a meet you. Yeah, or two. exactly. I mean, that's what, you get, that's what you get when you bring in people like Martinez and Loudrap, isn't it? They have those contacts in Spain yeah. and have those little diamonds that no one's discovered yet. But um, I'm not sure Sam Allardyce has got any of them up his sleeve. But yeah. I heard rumours about Wilfred Boney possibly coming over, and uh, yeah. I think he'd be a good signing and he'd do a similar job. But one of the great things about the weekend, one of the big pluses for me, and it was the frustrations you heard from the City fans of Jaskalainen, who I think his distribution was terrible at the beginning of the season. But it's really improved, and every single ball, every single goal kick was finding Andy Carroll, and he was just knocking it down. I mean, sometimes it went to other yeah, players, sometimes it didn't. But He's been a most improved player. Uh, I, I, Ginge has, has done very well, but, you know, Jaskalainen's a West Ham hero in my eyes. And, uh, you know... It's funny, you know, how the mighty have fallen. You know, we used to hero worship uh, Robert Green. Yeah. Uh, there he goes off. He, he sits on the bench most of the time, and he's on the pitch when 
when they finally get relegated and he's down to the championship and and how I'm sure he he just hoped it was all different because I you know it ended badly I think for him after being such a hero in West Ham's eyes uh, they felt he went for the money and and he got his comeuppance I guess yeah yeah I mean I, I was disappointed for him when um, when Cesar signed for QPR because he because he was always going to play settle fiddle but second fiddle but yeah he acrimonious in leaving the club and uh, yeah it's not gone not gone well for him but I, I'll be surprised if he he does for QPR what he did for us and sticks around for a season in the championship yeah so let's move on to hammer of the year hammer uh, voting started for hammer of the year uh, you already picked out yours in your mind who who sh- it should be because there's, there's it's not an easy decision this year there's a, there's a lot of contenders yeah I think a lot of players have um, really sort of stepped up this year and, and, and played well and and as, as I said, Carroll, when he's played, has been good, but he ha- hasn't played enough. Uh, James Collins has has had a great season. I think uh, Winston Reid's done really well, actually, sort of making that centre-back position his own. And, and, and you see as well, the second half of the season has been, been fantastic. So, uh, no, I mean, I, I'd like, I would have, if, you'd, if you'd asked me that a, a, few, a few months ago, I'd have loved to be able to say Joe Cole, but I'm not sure that's quite happened. But maybe you'll have an absolutely amazing final three games, score 20 goals and, uh, and pinch that for the end of the season. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm in two minds at the moment. I'm not sure to go to Yossi, uh for, for James Tompkins or Diarmi. I mean, there's just oh, so yeah, many Oh, yeah, Diarmi. I forgot from. about Diarmi. Just for that goal against Arsenal alone. Yeah, absolutely. A, a, amazing. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult choice and I think it'll be wide open. Let's go back to a question I asked a bit earlier and, and I think I, I cut you off, which was about Olympic Stadium. You've obviously gone to Yetihad. Uh, here's a stadium that was um, the Commonwealth Games, if I remember rightly. Yep. You know, it's rented by Man City. It's often... Uh, quoted as a model for what West Ham are going to do. Where where do you sit on the whole debate? You know, we're, we're doing the consultation at the moment, um, and which we finish tomorrow. What what's what's your views on the Olympic Stadium? I think I think it's a heart and head decision, isn't it? I mean, heart says stay at uh, Upton Park, and head says you need to move on, and the club needs to grow. And I think in order for the club to get where it would like to be. We need to be in a bigger stadium, and I don't think that's going to happen where we are. Um, I think the, the, the positives about the Olympic Stadium, apart from it being this, this obviously massive, potentially money-making ground, is that the when you compare it to somewhere like the Etihad, if you've been to the Etihad or you've been to one of the, like, say, say Old Trafford as well for another Manchester stadium, is the atmosphere does get lost. Um, but from what I hear about the Olympic Stadium, during the Olympics it had the great atmosphere. And the roof design seems to be a real bonus for me because when you've been, if you've ever been to um, Millennium Stadium in Cardiff, the yeah, roof off, on that incre- creates an incredible atmosphere. And, and that's a massive stadium that keeps that in. And I think for most fans, the objection seems to be, is it going to have the same atmosphere as Upton Park? And it probably won't because you are going to be a little bit further away from the pitch. It is going to be a bigger stadium. And with bigger stadiums, you sort of get more fans and some of those fans aren't maybe quite as fanatical as the as the diehards and you get more corporate hospitality and all that. But I think the efforts are being made to, to create that atmosphere and I'm sure I'm I'm sure it, it's the it's the right decision for the club I think and I'm sure it will grow to be West Ham's home in due course. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's split a lot of the fans. Uh we will know the results soon, but I still think uh overwhelmingly 
the majority of people will vote for it. They will see that change, uh, the club has to change, football's changing, and we need to move on. I think it's an amazingly positive thing the club are doing with fan consultation. I mean, there aren't many clubs in in England that would uh, would say, right, we're thinking about doing this. Yeah. Here are the stats. It all makes sense financially. It's good for the club. But at the end of the day, it's your football club. What do you think? I think that's a that's a really positive thing for the club to be doing. Yeah. Last question. Um, obviously, a few years ago, um, David Gold and David Sullivan took on the club. There were other suitors, um, you know, and, and um, Tony Fernandez, self-styled West Ham fan, one of them. You know, he, he appears to have plunged QPR into massive debt. Um, obviously, they're going down now, um, and we will yet to see if they're a, uh, another Portsmouth or, or a Leeds. Yeah. What's your view on the chairman? Again, a lot of people, it's a bit like Marmite. They either love them or hate them, and Karen Brady for that matter too. Well, what's your view on, on you know, the scorecard so far on, on the chairman? Um, I think I think it, it, it's difficult to lay sort of the, the QPR's uh, problems at the feet of Tony Fernandez. He was uh, just wanted to build a great football club, and maybe it wasn't done with the most... Um, well, the most sort of sensible and sustainable, sustainable way. I, I think it's a problem with football in general is that football clubs who have money invested in them don't seem to have a desire to be sustainable. They don't or or operate within their their sort of own financial means. It's a and it worries me is when that money disappears. How is football going to cope? And obviously, there are sort of FIFA are introducing rules and and putting things in place to prevent any sort of major catastrophes in the future. Um, but one of the things I like about Golden Sullivan is, is they, I mean, obviously they, I think 49% of the club is still owned by uh, Icelandic Icelandic banks. Um, well, it's a lot less than that now. I mean, I think they've reduced it down to about uh, 35% uh, through increasing their shareholding and, and other shareholders. But yeah, yeah, 35%. That obviously prevents them going absolutely crazy with the books. But I, I, I like the fact that the club doesn't over-invest, it, it sort of buys sensibly and it still gives gives the West Ham youth team, which I think we all like seeing the youth players come through, sort of gives them, the youth players a chance to come through. I mean, you see these big clubs with loads of money and they, they, every, every one of the first team is, is bought in at some point and the, the players that come through the youth system get, don't get that chance to develop and don't get that chance to grow. So I think that's actually one of the benefits of it. So I think, I think Golden Sullivan have done okay so far. I think, uh, other than the dodgy jackets, I think they've done okay. <laughs> and Karen Brady? Um, it's difficult to sort of uh, know what her sort of how much of her role is in the club. I think, I think possibly we're not all happy with some of her newspaper columns she writes, and would mm. rather she maybe wasn't as vocal as she was. But I mean, if she's part of the package and she's part of the team that they want to bring in and. And like I said, I think they're doing a good job for the club, so uh, it's not done any major harm so far. Excellent. Well, producer Jim, you've been our West Ham fan of the week or more than just a podcast. If people want to follow you, you're at Mr. Jim Bob. Oh, well, Mr. underscore Jim Bob on Twitter. That's right, yeah. And if they want to listen to you produce a radio programme on The Breakfast Show, don't you, in Manchester, if they want to listen to that, can they listen online? Yeah, you can get on that. xfm.co.uk is the website. And uh, you can also listen to our London, London counterparts, uh, John Holmes. He's on a 104.9 FM in London. Excellent. Thanks a lot, Jim. Nice one, Sean. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye-bye.
So that's producer Jim. Producer Jim. Has he never listened to your podcast, Sean? Well, mm. all right. Right, I meant Before to say our podcast. My podcast. I apologise. I said my podcast. I meant our podcast. The What's the word between friends? To you, the power. It's not. It's our podcast. It's George's podcast. I am just a mere guest. And then, come on. I I'm do sure most, did I do, do most of the work. Podcast. Yeah, you I do do, do, do mo- big time there. I do do most of the work. Though, was he the producer <laughs> for the breakfast show when Dave Berry was on XFM? Was are you asking me? I, I don't believe know. he was. He was. Was I he? Think so. Yeah. Jim, know. were you on Dave Berry's breakfast show? I always listened or listened or just to sure. XFM. Mm. And also, Jim, if you're listening to this, uh, George is looking for a job in radio <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> If you need a extra producer at XFM, preferably London rather than Manchester, um, George give me May. a shout. Yeah, yeah. I do a podcast in my spare time. Yeah, yeah. No, you help you help Sean do his podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah. You help he's, do he's, Sean's podcast. He's producer George. <laughs> he's he, my producer. He can yeah, knock George up a jingle producer. in minutes, <laughs> seconds. Giggity, giggity, giggity. We have Rosanna in the studio. She is my younger sister and John's daughter. She joined us on the pitch last week at Wigan. Yeah. And she's just going to tell us all about her day. So uh, do you want to tell us what it was like to be on the pitch, Rosanna? Um, well, it was it was funny because when I saw George laughing, it made me laugh. Um, it was good, though. Yeah. And, yeah. You weren't really a junior hammer, were you? No, I wasn't. And, and when the picture comes out in the programme, um, because... My son Finley stood next to you. You can't see him in the photo, but <laughs> you tower above <laughs> all of the other junior hammers, so you'll be spotted really easily in the programme. So if you're going to buy a programme at Newcastle, uh, Rosanna will be in spot Rosanna. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see the person that's sort of a, a five-year-old that's like six foot four, and that will be Rosanna. She's not that tall. No. Mm. no I'm not <laughs> six foot four. No. Um, nah. It was for comic effect, that was. Um, so, uh, did you save any grass from the pitch? Well, I didn't, but my brother did. I oh, can't say that. Oh, did you? Um, did you? St- did you tell your school friends you went on the bowling like holy ground? And were they impressed? Birds. I did tell some of my friends. Yeah, they were quite impressed. Yeah. They were quite jealous. They were probably more upset with JLS breaking up, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you, Rosanna, for telling yeah, us about you. your time on the pitch and being a studio guest on Wondrous Podcast. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Beautiful. What's and next? Rosanna's looking for a job as well. <laughs> on, uh, XFM. As a greenkeeper. <laughs> OS That's poll, you go about date, Sean. Yeah, so the OS poll we said is out. We've now done it, the three of us. Um, so it was quite long, I thought. There was a, a couple of videos. I I actually ripped off to the videos and put them on uh, YouTube, which George had a go at me for, actually. I don't know why. I was just spreading the, the word. And our friend... Uh, Oh yeah, but are you, were you allowed to do that? Because it was embedded within the poll. It wasn't... Well, actually, all you had to do to is everyone. do save as, and it yeah, was MP4. No, I know that. <laughs> of course I know that. Well, they can Idiot. see me. So, Nigel made his own <laughs> The catering video. manager's coming after you, Sean. Nigel <laughs> made his own video. Uh, and if you look at it, I put. I don't know if I put a link on it on our Facebook group, uh, but he's getting some real dodgy comments on uh, YouTube. So, um I filled it in. Obviously, I'm pro, so I answered the best possible answers. But it did go on for a long time. I was expecting it to be a lot quicker, like a survey. Yes, no, yeah, yes, no. It, was a it bit wasn't. It was a bit weird. It? it wasn't a true, a 
true reflection of what the fans want, basically. It was uh, basically a media sort of practice. So, thing. yeah, George. Uh, sorry, John. PR, you you talked. You is. didn't yeah. get an email, but you, you took I part did, I in did it. it on the, on live, signed up and did it online. But it, I, it, it wasn't a true, a true reflection of what the fans want to do. They want to have a proper questionnaire and a yes-no poll. On going to Olympic and you only could to, uh, on the comments you can only do a thousand words at the end. Did you put any words? No. no. So what was your the <laughs> final question? What well, was your view? The, the final thing was like the only the only negative one towards it you could do is saying that you wouldn't accept the move to the stadium at any on any. And, and that's what you did. Well, yeah, as I said, no, I wouldn't. I but didn't, but I don't necessarily want to go. This is where the dilemma li- li- lied for me. So on the last page, what did you answer the rest of them? What do you mean? What? What? Well, I can't were hot what dogs more important than? <coughs> yeah. No, I uh, thought that was all a bit toilet. Do you care about queuing for your beer? Yeah, it's just. Yeah. It was just like a, a media. It was a bit bizarre. PR stunt thing. It's 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 got no bearing. It will never show you the true. But I think, and it ends tomorrow. Feel. So it's we're recording this on the 29th. It ends on the 30th. I would imagine the results. I I'm making a prediction. That the result of this will be overwhelmingly. Yes. yes, of course it will. Because there's no true way of saying no on it. Even when I said no to what it is, it's extreme no. It was like, it's not my true my true feelings on the matter. It's an extreme no. We need to have some closure on this, though, oh, my, The closure for me is, is done. I accept the fact, no matter what I think or what I feel, we're going to Olympic Stadium. I accept the fact football, as I, I deem football to be, died 10 years ago. The experience of going to football is going to change forever. I accept all these things. I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose love for football and I'll start... Supporting AFC Wimbledon. Going to the local non-league team or They're not having non-league. a day out or whatever. You know, They're I'll, still I'll in the league. They've stayed up. To the that fair. is a sad, sad story. <laughs> He's going to the fair on Saturday. <laughs> today. I'll out. go down the Sunday <laughs> league and watch. But uh, you know, the, the whole thing, the whole... I'll sort you out. The whole <laughs> state of the Premier League, the whole money involvement, the whole moralistic stuff, the whole... Everything, football's gone we we should start a football team and John can be the manager. Yeah. God, it'll be miserable though. Yeah. That'll be really cool. Oh, we need a few more players. Every time I every time Sean I can have go about one player or something, he scores and yeah. so, you know. Beautiful. I I've I've put it to bed. I accept it. We're going, job done. Will you go though? I there, there. I, I will go on on the odd occasion. I won't go like I've done. It looks like Nigel's given up the ghost and he's accepted it and he's he's going to buy a season ticket and see how it goes. That's all you can do, though, isn't it? Are you renewing your season ticket? I am, yes. Have you done it yet? No, have you? Yeah, I am. Have you done it? Not yet, but I will do. Sarah's done it, so we're all set to go for next season. I probably will, seeing as I'm still in the young adult band. Yes. Getting in the charts. Right. It's time for this now. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter question time, and we are going to look at what you've been talking to us about on Twitter and Facebook. Funnily it's enough, the name and the gym. yeah. Well, good I, I name, asked a question earlier, and I haven't really checked on on any answers, so these will be a bit of a surprise. Podcasting tonight. This is what was posted on More Than Just a Podcast Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash More Than Just a Podcast. Podcasting tonight. Episode 30 to review the Man City game. Any questions or topics you'd like us covered, give us a shout. One question, who gets your Hammer of the Year vote and why? 
Why? Adam Rice Lodge asked us some <laughs> questions. He says two questions. The first is, what would you like us to do with the youngsters in the last three games? <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit of a leading question. <laughs> um, um, play, play them, why not? Play some of them. Yeah. Sell, get pots in. sell them. Get get a win on uh, Saturday and then play play the youth team against Reading it and beat them and we can um, laugh at them because they always laugh what, at us. What's the highest place West Ham can finish? Uh, top ta- top top half. There's no way he's going to play a weakened team. He wants to finish in the top half. Yeah, you need to finish in the top half. To be honest, we yeah. need to do Newcastle. You get more money, though, don't you? This is the question that I think is going to spark some debate and conversation and discussion. Shit. My second question is: What players would you take from QPR and Reading? <sighs> QPR None of them, because they're not going to be able to I'd have afford Remy. Remy. Couldn't yeah. afford Remy. You can't couldn't afford, afford any of them. Couldn't afford Samba. How about The Cesar? only one that I would take is Jamie Mackey. I reckon you could afford no, him. Caesar? I like Jamie Mackey. He's all right. He's, he's, he's a good championship player. Championship he's player. a championship player. You um, think? Yeah. Oh, uh, who else? I would, I would take Hoylet. Is, is Robert Green. coming in the account that you can actually afford them, or just really in general? Loud, I'll tell you who... I would have is Nedum and Onura. You'd on have him on Onura. Onura. Oh, he's a bad player. He's a good he's player. He's bad. He's bad. He's I bad. He was decent at City. And Reading? Anyone from Reading? No. Uh, I probably wouldn't take anyone. Maybe. No. no. He's, tw- he's cost a fortune as well. Uh, are we doing it that you could realistically get? Yeah, or? realistically. Oh, right, take. gotcha. So, I'd take um, Remy if we could afford him. It's probably the only player I'd choose. Can play on the wing? Could we have him back? Joby. He wouldn't come back. He doesn't like West Ham, does he? About Ian Hart. I've got some Twitter stuff. Nah. When you want it. Terry Bonds says, how many of the year was difficult? There were lots of contenders. Taking into account they'd all gone... Taking it into account what they'd all gone through, I had to go with O'Brien. Good choice. Yeah, I agree, Joe. Uh, well, let's go O'Brien. through Hammer of the Year. What's your In choice? <laughs> Jerry O'Brien <laughs> or Winston Reid? Someone's going to go through Hammer of the Year. Uh, I would have to go... I don't, uh, I don't know. I voted and I voted Center Winston Reid. Yeah, I'd say Winston Reid. I'm not jumping on the bandwagon. But yes, Galinen. I'm going for. Oh, really? terrible at the start of the year. <laughs> I am. I'm a goldfish and I just go for the late. No, uh, Momo yeah. Diarmi. Yep, so he's, he's, been been he's, been, he's been... Nigel Khan asked us a question. Why, opinions. why when West Ham want your money, they can send you a letter, yet when they want your opinion, it can only be done by email? I don't know. What's the answer to that question, Sean? Sean. We need to play our tune and go, get a life, Nigel. Get over it and we need some closure. Oh, wow, trouble in are. paradise. Um, but that's a bit strong, isn't it? He only asked the question. 22,000 season ticket holders, yet only 14,000 registered email addresses. That means 8,000 are possibly excluded. Is this Nigel again? Yes. Closure. Get Who will closure. score the last goal at the Berlin ground? Berlin ground. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Andy Carroll. Own oh, goal. What, oh, in two years' Andy time, Carole. really? He won't be there. Oh, no. In two years' time? Well, in the last game. Uh, Robert Hall. Uh, Mark, Mark Noble. Should be fittingly Mark Noble. I reckon there'll be a charity match at the end. Uh, well, in that one. Bloody Carlton Cole still be there. <laughs> For Vancouver <laughs> in the Champions bundle League. Bundle one in. Yeah, because <gasps> Vancouver. Vancouver in Oh, what a goal. Who's it? Vla. Vla. Villa have just gone one up. Yep. Not that you'll care because when you right. listen to Twitter. this, it'll be um, done. Robert Jesse. Uh, Jesse, 1965. No, Sarah Johnson says, Obvious, I know, I know, but without Carol's goals and impact on morale and UC Super Save, I genuinely think we'd be in a squeaky bum style scrap. <laughs> and George Stone 
says Reed is definitely his hammer of the year. Can't believe how good he's become since his Premier League debut away to Villa. I agree. He's mm. become a very, very good cultured centre half. Sean, over to you on Twitter. So Stuart Moles says who's bowling underscore STU on Twitter. It's a toss up between Yassi, Reed and Collins. But Yassi to win it. Great saves this season in keeping us up. So there are someone else for Yassi. And that's on the hammer so of the year. And then Robert Jesse goes for Reed without a doubt. Pivotal pivotal to us staying up. <laughs> but will he leave? Will he leave? Mm. Reed won't. Why would he leave? Is he pivotal? Robert Jesse's asked it, so it's a question of his pivotal. No, I don't mm. think he will leave. No. So Robert Jesse asks the question who are we going to sell and who are we going to buy? <laughs> Need a forward. It's too early to debate that. Yeah, let's, let's say, leave let's that for the last one of the season. season. When I, I was just saying I'd, I'd like him to go in and get Lukaku. Not it's not going to happen. That. Chelsea are going to have him back. Do you, I don't him. think they will. No, they'll sell him. I think they'll sell him. But you, West Ham won't. Who are they getting in Falcao? And Shell. Anyway, I think that might be almost it for Morning's podcast. Oh, look, latest breaking news. Robert Jesse's just sent and saying, saying oh, rumours are true. Equalizer. QPR to make an announcement on Harry Neb- Redknapp's future in the next 48 yeah, hours. Yeah, all right. already sure. made, made an announcement. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. he's staying. He's staying. Mm. <laughs> They've made an announcement that he's staying. Yes. Oh, blah, no. There you go. Um, predictions for Newcastle at home, quickly, because we're very, very running out of time. Oh, really? I, I would say 2-1 win to us. Yeah, I reckon 3-1. I'll go 6-0. 0 I'm not going, by the way. It's my not? daughter's 10th birthday this weekend. Oh, so. Is anyone going to come to a game with me ever? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, George. God. I will be at the Reading. We'll all be at the Reading game, won't we? Well, is it Saturday? Yeah. yeah. I'll come. Do you want to come? I'll come. Oh, Reese coming. Yeah. Don't sell your ticket, Sean. Oh, I was going to sell it for 50 quid. Oh, oh, Reese will give you a tenner for it. And a back massage. Oh, okay. how can you turn that down? <laughs> Sold. <laughs> come on, you eyes. Oh, and by the way, I've got a bet with John. If Newcastle do go down, <laughs> I win 50 quid, don't I, John? 50 if pounds. I don't, I'll get a fiver. Yeah, there you go. It's high rollers in this place. Happy days in the black line. <laughs> yeah. We will be in the black line on the last day of the season, so join us for some outside broadcast, either before or afterwards. But we've got another podcast before then to talk about the amazing victory against Newcastle. And Everton. And Everton. Everton, Everton. Thank you for listening to Morning's the Podcast podcast. Podcast. Uh, I've Sean. George. Sean's been Sean, I think. John. My podcast. Yeah, it's been me. See you later. Bye. Reed, see, see you later. Yeah, see you later. Thank you for listening. Come on, you iron. Come on, you iron. Come on, you iron. What the gaffer had to say. What the gaffer had to say. What the gaffer had to say. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.